Hello, welcome in to the Sorare Data Football Strategy Show. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdinho on Sorare. Joined once again by PSU fans too, Sean Newsham. Today to talk about Joshua Kimmich. But before we do that, I'm taking all of these uh, shots in the chat about being late. So in my, like in the software that we use, you can see like the timestamp of the, um, of the comments. And this good old Lairdinho came in right at the moment we were supposed to start. I don't get it. We started... Here we are. What gives? Yeah, I mean, that at one point, am I so late that I have to take a pregnancy test, which is a pretty good line, actually. I, I, I mean, I feel like you started on time. If anything, today I was the one that showed up. I mean, I was on time too, but I was later than I normally would be hopping in. I was, I was talking to to Tony Watt. Watt has a uh, Watt bought some uniques, Laird. He wants to. Know how, he's he's trying to to get my opinion on stuff, and I'm like, you're you're gonna get. You're gonna you're gonna get like a threshold every once a month, maybe. He's he thinks he's gonna get a threshold like more frequently than I get a threshold on uniques. I'm like, all right, good luck. But uh, so Watt was talking to me and he's like, well, why can't why uh he's like, you want to bet it? I'm like, I honestly don't even know because I have no time to take a look at anything. So couldn't tell you. It I don't know if there's anybody who moves through so rare as much as Tony. Well, so hit go uh. Go, uh, I definitely, people are asking if I uh, leave the house to get a haircut. Yes, I do. I, I leave the house to get a haircut. One of the few times that I leave the house. Um, so go, The Good Place wants a show about moving to Unique 240. Let's go, well, let, let's just start it off here. We'll go look at Watts, uh, we'll go look at Watts buys Laird and we'll see how often you think he's going to hit the threshold. What's his uh, name again? Uh, Equipe 32. I think. I don't know. He's had yeah, different yeah. things. Yeah. I was adding an L in the front for some reason. Yeah. So Mike Basson said uh, PSU fans 2.1 must be the holdup. Uh, yeah. He's having formula related issues that he's been, he just vomited on himself like 20 minutes ago. So we had to clean that up and Wake's currently giving him a bath. So you might be able to hear him like whining in the background. So these are the uniques here. Yeah. Sebastian Poulter, Yuri Edenviska, and whatever Ricky Lammy is. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can just figure, let's see, let's see how they would have done at least. We can do that. Cap 240 unique. I've already, this guy is, I don't know. He literally just messaged me and, uh, he said he likes to. I think you just got muted. Yeah. So, so this was my point to him. He said, he's like, I like to change it up a lot. And I said, I'm like this. Cause he's, he's asked me about this like a week or two ago. I don't know. I, I don't remember when he brought it up to me. Maybe brought, like th at this time of the year, everything's a blur to me. Um, and <laughs> so he tells me, so yeah. So the issue is you need to get to 280 and it looks like you're not getting to 280 very frequently with this. Well, so this is missing a goalie, but he also only has 34 points left. Correct. So like, you can't really get a goalie that is 34 points per se. Like, you can still use a super rare goalie, right? Yeah, but like the problem is, is none are gonna sit, none are gonna ever be below 35 consistently. Like, well, I mean, these guys could get worse. Meaning, like the players, these the uniques. L15s could go down. Yeah. So like, but, and he is, he said he's going to go buy some other like Scottish league uniques when they come out. But so like the issue is like, you can't run this. 
Correct. Like you not, literally not cannot run coming up. Yeah. So that's what I that's what I tried to say. So like, and then he said something about well, so he wanted to bet me before the show, and he's like, I'll bet you I get it two out of the next five games or five weekends. And I'm like, well, the problem. But he's like, if they all have games, I'm like, well, that's part of the problem is that like they're not all going to have games, and you need to have like eight to ten uniques, and you have to have like if you're if you don't have like a bunch of options, like you probably just have to run like a shit bag goalie, which like, I think Marshall, the issue is, is like, what, what's the, uh, I forget. Yeah. So like Marshall's going to like, he's okay. Cause he's going down. Yeah. So Watt Watt wants to get another mid to bring the score down. The issue is you get another brain, a mid to bring the score down. And then all of a sudden you're, you're losing Visca. Visca is the guy with the best pop in this lineup to make it happen, right? Sure. Visca to me is like the key to this thing hitting the threshold somewhat frequently because he's like the guy that can pop. So the issue is, is that like you got to go get a couple more, you got to go get a couple more uniques. They're in different leagues. It's just a, a thing. So, anyways, what I told Watt at some point in the last two weeks is that. I, I told him this was you're you're gonna agree with this, Lair. What do you think my take was to Watt before I tell you? Because you're gonna have this. I think you're. I'm gonna say it, and you're gonna be like, "Yep, that's what I would have guessed." You said. I would have just assumed that you would like if you didn't. If he brought this idea to you beforehand, he did. You would have just been like, "Don't do that." I, I sort of did. I didn't. I didn't say it with like my normal like tone because I'm just too freaking busy. I'm just like, this is what I told Watt. I'm like, I don't know. This just doesn't make much sense to me because you move around on sober more than literally anybody I've ever seen. And you're literally moving into the most immovable objects on the platform, a shit bag you need, right? Like you're moving into a group that is just very, very difficult to move. And Watt likes to move all the time. So, like, you know what? who Watt gave up to make this happen, Laird? I don't. Mauro Accardi, super rare. So he gave up, like, a very valid piece that is has quite a bit of validity to it and, and like, solid options. And he now has, like, these uniques who I just think are going to be difficult to move. And I think what's going to happen is most likely he's not going to hit threshold for a few weeks. And he's going to be like, all right, I'm ready to move again. <laughs> and then Watt's going to be like... on the move but he's going to be sitting there because he doesn't uh, he's going to have like this ricky lammy unique i've never heard of ricky lammy in my life and he's going to be like he's going to try to sell ricky lammy unique for what he paid and and no one's going to give him what he paid for it yeah i um i want to keep thinking it's ricky lambert but it's not yeah sorry i was the only reason why i went ahead is because i noticed that for this upcoming weekend. So obviously, I don't I assume none of these guys L15s will change, but even if they, you know, before tomorrow. Um but yeah. I like, mean, will did Visca have international? I think he's the only one that could maybe play internationally. I don't even know. But anyway, the reason I looked is cuz Yuri is away to Barcelona this weekend. Marshall is away to Rangers. Lamy's away to Aberdeen. Poulter's away to Carl Carl Ruscher. I mean, we say you're it? also leaving out Poulter's sixty percent to start. So like, there just means there's some lack of clarity on that. I mean, it's early. You're saying so. like they will be. I don't think you're expecting to hit on this lineup, but they're only four points away. So the following weekend looks okay. 
Well, I think well, so a key win. And there's one. And now Tony's just got one more to go until I he think, gets he wins I think pack. you were like losing some of when you did like the quick breakdown on like what they're when they were plugging them in the lineup. I think like Yuri had a hundred that that was like his fifteenth score. So like he's gonna have a hundred like come off of his um his number soon. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, so like I think yeah, so like his fifteenth game was yeah, so the forty-eight drops. No, no, no. It's the other way, isn't it? I'm saying the 48. No, 100 is his most recent score. Oh, then yeah, you're screwed. Because then if you look at Marshall, Marshall's most recent games have been good, and his back end games sucked. I thought I, I know we at some point it changed on server data, and it used to be the other way around. Are you sure that's how it is? Scosmo thinks Yuri is going to hit 100 against Barcelona. There you go. Are you sure that's how it is, Laird? Uh, this 46 was October 7th. Okay. All right. Yeah. I can't. I can't keep track of stuff. Ignore me on that. I can fly instead of uh, Marshall, but then you're just you're, what, then you're making the cap even harder. What? Come on! Now you're literally further away from the cap. Yeah, I think so. Scosmo said earlier you need like seven or eight uniques. I, I t what you want is like seven or eight uniques and a goalie that's always going to start that has like a forty L fifteen. So it's like. He's going to start, but he kind of sucks, and you just sort of get his 40 and move out of the way. Uh, I just want a oh, quick interlude. Uh, interlude is not the right word, but Wado, Germ said Wado tidy finish last game. That was an excellent finish, Tony. So. Yeah, it's only because I wasn't in net layer. Come on. Because you weren't in goal? That's yeah, why I wanted in net. Of course you said that. Yeah, Wado wanted to bet. You know me. I don't give a shit about stuff like that. I mean, I will make fun of him, and he can make fun of me and all that stuff. But, like, I don't actually care. So Watt want to make a bet. You know I want to bet money instead of like let Watt want to make a video saying he wouldn't be able to score against me. And if he won, I had to make a video saying that Watt sees things on sower I don't uh I don't see or something. You know I don't give a shit about that. I want cash dollars in my wallet. Yeah, you would think you're not more likely Watt. to stop him from scoring on you if money was on the table. What? You think you're more likely to stop his shot against you if you're playing for money? No, I don't give a shit. I just want money in my pockets. Uh oh. I, I don't need to bet on stuff like, I don't need to bet on wording and stuff. I need to bet on money. I yeah, want money in fair. my pocket. What is the unique threshold these days? 500? Dude, I don't even know. Is it 500 bucks? Yeah, it's got so be. far away from anything I've ever considered. I mean, I play it every week. I don't even know. I think it's 500. I think it's 500 and super is 250. 200 is super. 200 super? Yeah, I think it's 500 then because it's not 250. Um, yeah, I mean, I get it. I get Look, it. I'm, not, I'm not even saying it's bad, right? Because, like, let's say this costs what? I don't know. Let's say 5e. I, I don't know how much it costs. I, I really don't know how much he paid. You can probably go look that up. But like, let's say this cost, cost Watt like five ETH and you hit a threshold once a month. That's not bad. That's totally fine. The issue is that I know Tony Watt, like this dude, like changes his mind on sober more than anyone I've ever met in my life. I, I can't even tell what any of these actually cost him. Like yeah, God knows how many trades he made to like even get these cards yeah to then get like yeah know. like i mean i literally like i i, I have no idea because he's showing me and he was asking because i told him i like i don't have time right now to look at stuff so he told me the other day he, want, he showed me like the cardi super for the visca 
Naris, Yuri, Unique. I'm like, I have no idea. I'm like, oh, Vitka's super rare too. Oh, that's a decent. Yeah, but he card. moved that already. I think. Oh, yeah. He oh, yeah. He did. Sold it. Yeah. So I'm like, right. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, that went into Polter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, who knows? I have no idea what it's all cost. Well, but like, say it's five ETH because I'm just. It's probably less. It's probably like three ETH for what he's paid already. The issue is, is you can't consistently run this without getting more uniques in the future so mm -hmm. like you probably like let's say you get like eight uniques and you have a couple goalies so like you're probably talking six to eight ETH conservatively but like pretend you hit the threshold once a month that's not bad you recoup like half the money in one one year and if you get lucky and win one card all of a sudden you've like paid off what you put in so like it's not terrible my my take was more so from for from tony's perspective is like Tony is going to run this line this weekend. And like you said, like Yuri's against Barca, the one guy's not going to start all this other shit. And he's going to be like, yeah, I'm out. I'm moving to somewhere else. And then Watt's going to be like, I'm moving to cap 270 unique. And then he's like, all right, well, I need to get like four more unique. And then he's, once he does that, he's going to be like, I'm out. I'm going to go play unique kickoff. And it's going to be like, well, shit, you can't win anything there anyway. So it doesn't matter. And then I'm he's going to be trying to sell this Yuri unique that everyone's going to be like, I don't want a Yuri unique. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shit on moving in and out of strategies and cards like this. Tony seems to have fun. That's all. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, as long as you have fun, that's all that matters. But I just, I find it funny because like the only person that moves near as much as as Tony is Haber, and Haber's like, what? I can move in and out of cards so so often. I'm like, I know. No, I get it. Quinny's here. Hello, Quinny. Ragdan said he also loses the option to use unique cards in super rare leagues, which I guess. Yeah, you can still use them in the, in the unique or in the super rare. No, no, I think the argument is if he's using all of his four uniques in uh, Captain oh. Four, then he can't use them in super rare division. Gotcha. Yes, that is true. But I, I mean, I think he had zero uniques until like a week ago. Now he has like four uniques. Visca is a good card. Like, look, Visca is yeah. a good card. That that card's got pop, and that's why like I like that type of card in like that cat mode if you can fit it because it's not huge. But like Visca can go rip you a ninety. Like you can go put again. It's like you typically want like someone you can if you're with the captain now. You like you want someone you can captain that's actually good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? I thought you were coming back to me for Graham Shinny unique. I, I I'll look at it now. I have time. It's a Monday. If you, if you want to talk about the Graham Shinny unique, let me know. But he was like, he was trying to give me the Cardi unique or the super. And I'm like, I, I want it, but like, I don't want to pay that much for it right now. Cause like Watts, like I, I want like two ETH. I'm like, I don't want to give you like two ETH for it, but. For what card? The a Cardi super rare. Oh, Cardi. So I was like, I, I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't know. You don't have one? No. Hmm. Seems like no. a card you would have had by now. Uh, I tried, maybe, but didn't happen, and I was just like, meh. Is your gallery not good enough to hold an Icardi Super? No, it would be a really good card for me. It, makes, it would make a lot of sense, too. I just don't have it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I figured with all the other gala guys you had, he was in there. But No, no, he should have. I mean, honestly, the we I tried to I tried to win him. I'm just not going to pay a lot for him. The, the, the biggest hole in my gallery is probably Super Rare Challenger Forward. So I'm literally trying to think Speaking of my best Maguire, Sean. My best challenger super forward Pavlidis, which is okay. Yeah. And then my second best challenger super forward is probably on a watch you. Big Paul's back. Big Paul's Big back. Paul's back. Love to see Big Paul. <laughs> um, 
Where's he? Turkey? He's on Trabon's floor with Bacchusatis. Oh. So it's helping Bacchusatis because he just gets the... the Bitsko, right? He, Isn't he there? He gets the standard big Paul gets his head on it on a cross uh, stats, which is the same thing for Visca. Visca can now get uh, some some blunt balls in a big Paul, and big Paul can can get his head on it, and then it doesn't matter if he scores or not because you get, you get your two to five points, which is great. I mean, as a person that lumps the ball into big Paul, you love it. Right. Yeah, of course. Of course. Like it's fantastic. I, I don't think I'm I literally am curious if I have better challenger super or forwards. I'm probably like gonna go find, go look at this and I'm gonna be like, oh I have this guy that's way better and I'm gonna feel dumb. Challenger Europe super rare. Let's see. Yeah. Honestly, don't even know if anyone is better for Bergwine. Me. Yeah. I mean I, I just won that. So like me not like I don't you know got if he's here. What? You've got Sims here. Yeah, Sims here. Uh, Bongo. Not. Yeah, you've got Teo Bonganda. He's fine. Yeah, yeah, Bonganda's okay. I mean, he's, he hasn't been as good as I was hoping. He hasn't been like yeah. promise. He's been okay. I have some okay pieces, but like a card, he's obviously like a, a step above all of them. Sure. Like, I think that's, well, actually, I mean, I, my biggest hole is probably like America super forward. Like, my best super forward in America is like Drew Easy, and like playing Drew Easy is sucks. That, that's a killer. Yeah, you just watch. You just watch the Austin games. You're just like, oh my god, because like this year he left the horseshoe out of his ass that he had last year, and that that doesn't help because he's. You not should get that good. new guy from uh, Miami that they got from uh, somewhere in Europe, Messi. Yeah, yeah. now he he has an auction actually right now. Did he had a super auction? Did you see that, Laird? I did. Did it finish yet? No, it is at two e. Actually, Kevin De Bruyne had a super. Did you see what the price went for the De Bruyne? I did not, but I did see that it was going. Two ETH. I think that's fine. Yeah, I can't, I can't really like argue for or against. I, I don't think you can argue that it's worth more than that. Like given his injury I mean, history and the fact that he's literally currently hurt. You pro you can, because like if the, the guys that he's like most comparable to are like way more expensive. That's because they play. Yeah, I get it. But I, I'm not going to argue for it or against it. Sean, in his last 40 games, I'll say the last 40 game weeks, how many times do you think he's started? In the last 40? Yeah. I don't know. How, how, how many has he missed this year injured? I don't know. I don't I'm not. I don't know. Probably like, going to show you because it doesn't like matter. Twenty. He started 19 games and he's literally been out of the squad in 15 of the last. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, but most of it was like this beginning of the season he had issues. Like last year was okay. He still I, has issues. I'm not saying. I'm not telling someone to go and like plow in on KDB. Like KDB has lots of clear and obvious issues. There's a reason why that card went for two ETH and not five. Right. Yeah, but I, I just, I think if it went any more, we would be like, that. that's an absurd overpay. No, I mean, it's still, he's not that, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to argue for it because. Is this an immediate listing for three ETH? It is, love that. Yeah. Just love it. Yeah, I mean, it's a one out of 10. You never know. One of my favorite things are people winning auctions and then immediately posting it for 50% more. <laughs> yeah, I never really, I never really understand that. Like, Did that's anybody... not. Did anybody actually know. want this card? Huh? Like, did anyone bid on it that actually would? Yeah, like. 
Yeah. Like if these guys really wanted this card, they would have gotten it. They were just like, well, if it's super cheap, then I'll get it. And then it, even two ETH was not cheap enough. Yeah, that's fair. Brad Craig said, KDB finally got the surgery he should have had in the offseason. He'll be fine. I hope. Yeah. Oh, Ryan Walter with the smart KDB guaranteed threshy with an L15 of zero. It's true. Yeah, Tuggy said, I'm sure uh, Keith will be interested in making another stack. I think Keith already has bought a KDB or is looking at KDB. Matt asked me if I like Komon as a super. I think Komon's interesting because he obviously fits with Byron, which obviously people are very interested in having Byron options. And so he's very interesting. That said, like he has a lot of issues where he just goes in and out of the lineup, which is obviously, um, which is obviously not great. But he's also not that expensive, so like you can get him for a little over ETH, which isn't unreasonable. And and when he plays, like he's fine. Like I know, obviously he has games where he's not going to get decisive, which you're going to live with. Like he's not going to get decisive every game. But if they play Botchum and you have him and you're guarantee he's going to play like they win seven nothing like there's a good shot he gets at least some involvement in that game except they already played him well yeah but there's other teams like botchman that league that league kind of sucks like the bottom of that league is not great that is true plus i mean he played for france so like you get some possible international utility as well um it, it's definitely not a bad card to have agreed agreed um Speaking of Bayern and speaking of Tuggy saying we're 22 minutes in and we haven't even mentioned Kimmich yet. So the point of today's show came, or I started thinking about this while listening to the latest Sorare Ramble, because they were debating whether it's better to have Kimmich or a bunch of guys who are not Kimmich, but having a bunch of them and playing matchups. And Haber was arguing initially that, of course, you should have Kimmich, which is easy to do when you own Kimmich, which he does. And the other guys are saying they prefer the um, kind of the well-rounded, more rounded, if you have a few guys, you play the matchups and whatever. But part of the conversation was you have to have the right guys to surround Kimmich with because you don't want to just waste him. And that kind of brought up the question of when do you know your gallery is good enough to have Kimmich? And if you're in a process of making it better, how long should you wait? Meaning like, all right, I got Kimmich. Now I got to build around him. Realistically, if it takes you six months to a year to surround him with the right cards, is it worth keeping him? Yeah, typically, I mean, I feel like this is a similar conversation we've had with Gil before. But I mean, obviously, Gil's yeah. price is not what Kimmich's price is. I don't even know what Kimmich's price is right now. So let me go check it out. Um, I, I think that... Uh, yeah, the rare is like 1.3. 1. 1.3. 1. Yeah, 1.3 ish. 1.4. Um, so the answer is is typically for me is I want to fill stuff out first and then bring in that piece because kind of having that piece and then just having nothing around it support it, it's just a waste. Whereas like if I fill stuff out first, I can get more productivity with stuff. But then people come, I mean, people hate depth. I feel like a lot of people don't like depth on Sower, but I think depth is one of the best, most important features on Sower because playing matchups is important, but also just getting random spots where you get lineup that you wouldn't have if you didn't have depth is pretty important. Um, and Matt's, Matt Schlow is saying that a Reynosa super rare is greater than a Kimmich uh, rare. And so like, I, and I, I think something like that's valid as well. Um, but I, I think for me personally, like I want to build out 
my options a bit and then i want to bring in those big heavy hitters that said i don't want to wait like forever to bring in a heavy hitter like that but like realistically the answer is to me is still like i don't want to bring in that heavy hitter for limiteds i we've talked about like limits I, I just don't think it matters as much like you just aren't going to realistically win so like having that card isn't that great right and then like the rare division is similar to limited where you're just not realistically going to win where i want to have that card is when i'm moving into the rare pro division when i have other decent options around it and then that's when i want to bring it in so i think it definitely makes a little bit of sense to wait because if you have if you have Kimmick or if you have four cards that are your like platoon to equal Kimmick, that could buy you two extra lineups that maybe you wouldn't have got otherwise. That can be a lot more beneficial than just having Kimmick. So for me, it's more of a, I want to fill everything else out first and then get to Kimmick eventually. Yeah, I, I don't think that actually answered the question though. Like I think it's more when do you know you're ready to have Kimmich. Like you're like, you want to surround him with good players, but obviously like every good player that you buy is another like, oh, well, you should have gotten four guys instead of that one. Like at some point we all want to have like the elite, elite lineup. And is it just, is the answer just never of, I can turn these four guys into Kimmich and I can turn these four guys into Berardi or whoever. And I can turn these four guys into Donnarumma. This is again my continued reason for I don't know why I keep including him, but like, at what point are you just like, all right, I, now I can keep go now I can go and get the elite pieces, which at the beginning you are going to be playing with the other guys that you had before. Well, I think I answered the question. I, the the answer to the question is you get chemistry, bring him in when you're in the rare pro division comfortably, and you want to put him in your life in your rare pro lineup. So, like, people you're talking about always want to put him in a lineup. What, like, people who don't have him always want to have him. Yeah, I mean, you're always going to want to have him, but like, the answer is when you're in rare pro comfortably with good lineups in the rare pro division, is, is when you should have Kimmich in your lineup. Like, if you're running Kimmich in, in the rare division, I just don't even see the, really the point. Like, consistently, if you're always playing like Kimmich in rare division. I just don't really see the point. I'm not saying it's bad. I just like, you should be in the rare pro division. Plus. Plus. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Rare fat. My bad. Rare fat. I kept calling it rare pro on the game week. Preview. I mean, come right? on. It's going to take, that one's going to take me a while. Okay. So here comes a rant. Do, and you disagree with this. And I know you do. And I think you're wrong, but division one through five made the most sense because you just had to then explain what division one through five was rare pro you have to do the same thing as division four like when it was division three and division rare pro you had to do the same thing you had to explain what that meant right you had to explain division three is three rares and up to two super rares when it turned to rare pro you still had to explain it is three rares up to two super rares now with rare plus it's literally the same as rare pro except for a far far more stupid name so the reason i disagree with you is because when you use the numerical divisions you have to explain them all a limited division doesn't not does not need explanation that's fair i'll give you that i'll give you that 
That's all. That's fair. So in that scenario, like again, like why rare plus? Like that is just so stupid. Like, um, uh, rare XL. I can't stand it. I really it's so can't dumb. stand it. It's so stupid. I don't. I don't even understand all of it. Like they just turn like you. You turn like they turn like competitions into the pro competitions, which I was. <laughs> And then, like, I don't even understand any of it. I just think it's all stupid. I don't know why, like, I don't understand how they're spending time on it and they come up with, we're going to call it Rare Plus. So, like, I, I, yeah, I, I had, I have no suggestions of what to call it, but what's funny is that, where was this, uh, hold on. Sora just says, at least we know they ain't getting rid of the pro, getting rid of the pro divisions anytime soon. I almost feel the opposite that they're like, we're going to make this sound so stupid that people are like, why, what is this even? Let's just get rid of this. And they'll be like, okay. I'm not going to, I don't really necessarily agree on either side. I don't think it has much impact. I would not be shocked if they got rid of rare pro at some point in life. And I would not be shocked if it doesn't leave. Ever. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I both options. I, could see it happening. I, I I told you before. There's a good high probability I would leave the platform if they got rid of the rare pro division, mm -hmm. um, because I just think that it's the. I just think they just completely progression on the platform sucks, anyways. Like, but that's the best one. That's it's that the most literal logical progression point by yeah. a mile. The fact there isn't, and and to be fair, like I don't. I think there should be. I think there should be a limited plus a super rare plus like i think there should be a limited plus super rare plus that are all progression points and that should have always been what the platform is um and the Sorry. fact that they aren't is weird to me <laughs> this from mike fasten it's better than its full government name which is rare plus super rare no. but that actually makes more sense yes the so what was what I didn't like previously is that the unique division was basically super rare plus. Yes. Agreed. And, and now it's like super rare, mostly plus. Cause you can only play, right. Can you only play one now? No, you or can did not actually change that yet. Well, I don't think they've changed. I think I can still play two. Right. I well, think I can September. still play two, but I was it's not September only... yet. Oh wait. Yeah. I think I was supposed to only be able to play three, but I think I can, or I think I had to play four, but I think I can still play three, but I'm not positive because I don't typically try to enter it with three that often. Most of, like, I, I don't even know if I've tried to enter it with three anytime in the, the, the recent past. So uh, they could have changed it. I don't, oh, I was talking to, to Gator Guy yesterday. So Gator Guy bought his messy. Did you see that? Uh, I did. Hold on. Unique, yeah, unique division is still minimum of three. Yeah, but the, so, so they said at some point, they said in was, September. Okay. I, I'm almost certain it was September. It is now October 16th and nothing has changed. So this goes into a similar discussion point. So Gator Guy is super pumped about getting his messy yesterday. So he messages me. Oh, yeah, he is. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to have it at like 15% by the start of next season. So I message him. I'm like, this screams like someone who has no idea what the rules are. He's like, he's like, I'm going to buy collections. I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, they said at some point that you would lose the bonus week one of the season 
he's like, I don't remember them. Like that, hence my me saying that they. It sounds like you don't have don't have a clue what the rules are. One sec, and I said, I'm like, however, for all I know, they backtracked on this and they had got rid of that dumbass stuff and changed it back to what the stupid shit is now instead of like that, which actually made sense to me and that like benefited you more for buying early season cards. So is that did they backtrack on that? Yes. Yeah. So, but like, I mean, clearly, like he still had no idea that was a rule because he had no idea anyway. So like, well, it, he was mistakenly correct. Correct. He was because he had no idea what had ha what was going on and what the rules were. He was right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. And I said, I'm like, they could have backtracked. And I, I after I talked about it, I was like, yeah, there's a good shot they backtracked. But either yeah, way, they, they did. Good. Like they, they just screamed of someone who had no idea what the rules were. Not only did they backtrack it, they also never instituted the XP changes. Like the change in level. Yeah, like they never got level, to it. They never adjusted. They never like got to it. And I still think that made the most sense. Like that made the most logical sense because then it was always obvious when it would change. And also it benefited you from having early season cards because then you got the most bonus out of them as long as possible. So you buying the one made more sense than you buying the 50 because you got that extra season XP for a lot longer because you bought it way earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah, but the new the new rules, you did not earn it as fast, I think, at the beginning. Who knows? I don't I don't know because I went to I bought a card recently and I was like, oh the XP should be I was it should have been on like level seven. And it was like, oh, they haven't changed it. So it was still on level nine or something. Yeah, Germ like said they put the entire roadmap uh, on hold because of the fitness boost, which I don't know why you need to put everything else on hold. Yeah, I like the clarification in January. Like, what? <laughs> like, oh, my God. It just anyway. it breaks my mind sometimes. It did hurt a little bit. Um, my brain gets like, I, I'm so glad I just don't have time to, to pay attention to that type of stuff at the moment as frequently. Yeah. Um, back to the Kimmich Rare Pro Plus. Damn it. I will get there. One day I will get there. It took us um, a while to get to Rare Pro. We got there eventually. We mostly called it Rare Pro for a while. It took us a couple months to get past the D2. It took you much longer than me. Yeah, because I still think that's the best. Because you still call it D3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still think it's the best way to do it. But that's also because like the new way just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. The progression bar. Still waiting on that. Yep. Yeah, maybe we'll find out about that in January. Anyway, so do you think that if you have what you think is a competitive lineup in Rare Plus, and you're like, should I get Kimmich or should I make my Super Rares better? Which way do you go? Um, typically, whatever the most economically friendly option is, if that makes sense. Well, it's like, would you rather spend 1.3 ETH on Kimmich or I don't even know what a 1.3 ETH gets you super rare. I mean, Reynoso was probably a pretty good name because he's probably cheaper than that. But like, I don't want to talk about Amer no, like America, um, Asia are dead. Now. I still think 1.3 is probably an equivalent to like that type of a card in Challenger, right? Like, I mean, you talk, we talked about Bergwin earlier. Like he's probably went, I think he's sold for like 1.3 something the other day so would you rather a bergwin super rare or kimmich rare well like i said it depends it, it depends what is economically the most logical at that time like what makes the most sense for you 
you probably would put a tiebreaker on rares because at that time, like you will be able to use rares in more lineups because at that time you're not really playing the super rare division in theory. So like having excess rares for you there is probably better than having excess super rares. Okay. That's fair. If that makes sense. Excess like, rares to play in the rare division. <laughs> yeah. But, but I'm saying like, if you're playing Kimmich in the rare division, hundred percent of weeks, like that does, you just shouldn't have the card in my opinion. Would you agree with that? If you had a Kimmich, if you had a Kimmich rare and it's in in All Star rare or Champion rare every single week, do you think it makes any sense to have the card? And excluding like I like Byron and want to watch Byron or any of that stuff. Yeah, like, no, no, no. I was more thinking like if you have it, I feel like it might not be that beneficial to sell it for two super rares. That are like okay to then not. I'm not. I'm not even saying sell it for two super rares. Like you could just buy excess rares. Like someone met, mentioned earlier, and I know it's your boy, but like Jonas Hoffman, you could buy like four Jonas Hoffmans for the price of one Kimmich. Like four Jonas Hoffmans goes a lot further for you at that time than one Kimmich. Not for a single lineup, it doesn't. It does, it's not about one single lineup though. It's about multitude of lineups. Like you getting that additional ability. I'm not saying just buy. Hoffman either like buy a Hoffman and then buy like a Virgil Van Dyke and then buy a I don't know whoever the I would say Victor Boniface because he's like too easy he's probably more than everyone on the platform at this point so Daniel Cooper brought this point up which I actually I have like a rant about this that I maybe will go into he said if you're thinking about buying Kimmich I feel like you should have strong enough depth to buy Reynoso or Gill really cheap now and wait on them until February to use them. So one of the things that they were talking about on Sora Ramble, actually that might've been a different conversation now that I think about it, but the amount of Sora advice that's out there of you should buy this card. And when it comes, when it's like, it'll be great in five months, three months, four months, nobody wants to wait that long. Nobody wants to buy cards and wait three months to use them. Like, what are we, why are we telling people to do this? Because it makes sense. But why? You're going to, Sean, are you really going to wait three months to, if you buy, if you're, if you have smaller, like not your gallery, you can buy cards that wait three months. Why would anybody buy a card and wait three months to use it? Like an elite card. I, it makes, I, I mean, to be fair, we've already talked about it. I think that the time to buy MLS cards was a month and a half ago. I think the time to buy like Asia and America was like a month and a half ago when you still got like 30% of the season because like that, like that was their lowest. Like when do you think the lowest point on a Carlos Gill was rare? When do you think the lowest Carlos Gill rare sold was? I don't even look, but I don't know. Just, just guess. Like, when do you think the date of the lowest Carlos Gill rare sold in the last like six months? Two weeks ago, August twenty second. It sold for like twenty percent, twenty five percent less than what it sold for four days ago. So, so like three oh five. If you wanted a Carlos Gill rare, you should have bought Carlos Gill rare two months ago, and you could have got two months of usage out of it for 30% cheaper than what it's going for now. So like, I think that typically, and we see this with all of them, the best time to buy a card for additional seasons or future seasons is typically like 
two months before the end of the season. So if you want to buy American Asia cards, you should have bought them like late August, early September, in my opinion. Like now you're getting into the point where like, should you buy the cards? You can. I mean, Reynoso is like 0.183, um, which is the cheapest he's been. But like even like like a couple months ago, he was 0.168. He was cheaper than this. So like you could have bought Reynoso. Yeah, you could have bought Reynoso july august and got the same price and then got to use no, no, him no. For the, he was like trapped in argentina here i don't think he was i think he was back see look when i bought his unique because that was the day where he got unleashed click on click on uniques and just see when i bought it we were on a trip when were we on a trip yeah it was the dallas trip yeah when were we in dallas i think we were in dallas way before the end of july on Maybe. or around may 6th yeah so May 6th was the day that he came, he left. So this is the day, basically, that everybody decided. Yeah, that. so like, don't tell me he was in Argentina in July. All right, there. that's fair. That's fair. Um, So uh, just to go back, hold on, because Brad said it makes more sense to buy guys now and sit and play them in months. It was more of a like new user thing that people were like, oh, it's so expensive to play this game. You have to buy a goalie. And it was like, no, no, no just buy like four goalies and wait for one to come good. It was like, all right, well, now you own these cards. You can't play. And this is the advice we're telling people to play, play this really fun game. You can't actually play it yet. Yeah, I mean, I I, but, I understand where you're coming from with that. Sorry. I like You you want people to play. Surf is saying Gil was coming off his four lowest scores in August. I will say people and their handling of Carlos Gill is like some of the dumbest shit on So Rare. I love I love watching it when he goes like a few, it was right here, like a few games. Without yeah. and oh my like, God, oh, dude, God. dude averaged 25 AA a game, but didn't get a decisive. He sucks. I'm going to sell him. All right, cool. I mean, yeah, the guy that averages like a decisive two out of three games is never going to get a decisive. Yet. And then he goes and rips decisive four games in a row. Oh my God. Carlos Gill is the best midfielder in the MLS. Yada, yada, yada. No, like, it's like, because <laughs> it's 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 the same thing we have seen this Carlos Gill move like six times. Where like the dude just doesn't have a decisive for three games and four or four games, and he like averages 20 AA, and everyone's just like, Well, dude just hasn't got a decisive, he just sucks, he's dead, and you're just I just sit there and I'm like, that's the dumbest shit I've heard ever. Yeah, actually, did you see it? I think I believe he had his best statistical year this year, Laird. I love how angry you get when others besmirch Carlos Heel. Well, I don't mind if it wasn't. No, actually, that's not fair, Laird. You enjoy how I get annoyed when people say dumb shit, because that's more like what this is. So I'm besmirching. Whatever you want to call it. Like, I don't get mad when Andy Black besmirches Gil, because it makes me feel really happy that Andy Black doesn't have him in his gallery and never will. So knowing it holds Andy Black down due to his stubbornness. That makes me happy. But you know I hate stupidity. And when I hear stupidity, I it annoys me. And there's some major stupidity that goes out there with Carlos Gill. And it's not just Carlos Gill. It's like literally any player that doesn't get decisive for a couple games and puts up like 65. Oh, that guy sucks. He only put up 65 the last three games with no decisive. No, I think, yeah, like I said, I love it. Would you rather a Grassy Super Rare or a Kimmich Rare? That's fun. The player who runs hotter than the sun or 
Mitrea. My God, is he on fire? It's it's wild. Um, probably a Kimic rare. Probably a Kimic rare. Like this is the card we look at, and you're like, well, based on his zero hundreds ever in his career before this, I don't think that that's going to be consistent. But I mean, dude's been unbelievable. So, <laughs> I mean, that's a ridiculous loss. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Mike Bastin's asking, did I miss the trash talk of Gauld when he hit low scores recently? So actually, a hilarious story about Gauld. Keith, who named himself Gauld Guy because he's a moron, um, he sold Gauld because this stretch of games was supposed to be really, really hard for him when he just ripped hundreds up because he was away or something. and just That's what it was. Eight, was that one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight road games? Yeah, Keith. so Keith sold him like before that because it was a very hard stretch where dude just still ripping hundreds mm -hmm. but yeah it's the same 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 thing like this guy like if you move his couple yellow scores together people would be like gold's broken he's done i'm out like no interest in gold it's like yep definitely definitely wasn't uh anything surface city oh, I, know, I know you yeah sam i knew i know you weren't besmirching gill no no um, but he's saying he thinks mls is lowest right now not no, in August. I don't think so. I don't think on everyone. Like we Reynoso wasn't like, yeah, Gold was low. Yeah, Gold's gone up. And Gold's had some bad games, and Gold's price has gone up since August. Yeah, so like everyone's price has gone up for the most part. Or at least remained stable at the minimum. Yeah, it's stable. Germ saying MLS lows will be Sunday. No, I I think it was August. I think it was the middle of August was like the effective lowest point. I mean, do you have your, do you have your MLS uh, graph? Um, let me have it. Hold on. I wanted to, this whole, like where Asi was good in starts, like he literally never had a hundred. Yeah. Until he dude was, dude was okay. He was fine, but he was never like consistently ripping hundreds with like the the issue is like this is the difference look at his aa in the last three 32 mm -hmm. 50, 32 22 18 21 his aa over this stretch was eight and a half like they're just not realistic that he maintains this even with l yeah like it's just it's literally 21.5 now it's yeah. all attacking stats too it's just shots right. on target which is good like don't get me wrong it's been great but i mean yeah go do you have your graph for mls uh, Mike Baskin was thinking maybe it was around League's Cup. Uh, let me see. I think it was all of America. I don't think it was just MLS. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I yeah. guess that makes it a little bit more tricky because some but of we America could really make make one. Let's see. Do yeah, I, I mean, put like I don't know the best players in MLS on it. Like, so you're putting like Lucho Costa, Reynoso, Gold. Maybe the 2022 MLS All Stars, which yeah, has most just... of the guys we want. Yeah, some of them are terrible though. Except but Tati like, and, yeah, you just can't put Messi on the list because I don't like Messi was always going to go down eventually, to some extent. Because he doesn't count. He's not that good. He's just he's just kind of a weird case. Make one. Like quickly. he's he's kind of like a weird um, a weird case in my opinion. MLS guys with L15s of let's see, 50, 60? Is yeah, that enough? 60. Yeah, sure. Sorry, I'm doing this without everybody looking at it. Yeah. All right. 
Oh, wait, I didn't do MLS. God, Laird. Oh, Pirlo, sweet. All right. Almada, Lucho, Wagner, Gill, Herrera, Gold, Cucho. This is perfect. Yeah. yeah. Rouge, Ferreira, Brugman's been hurt, right? He's so been hurt. Alonga. Along, Palacios, why not? Yeah. Zim. Um, I would, uh, dead? You can add him. I don't, I mean, it's no, whatever. I'm not putting him on. Anyway. Uh, whoops. Prices. Yeah, so middle of August. Yep. Yep. And a little up. Yep. Maybe no, I think, I think it'll, it'll be down. Yeah, I think it'll probably go up a little bit from here, and we'll probably see it move up a smidge. But, mm -hmm. I mean, did anyone just tank off? Yeah, like, oh, so that's the problem, right? Remove Almada from the list. Can you remove Almada? Because Almada's absolutely tanked. How come? Because they just assume he's leaving? They assume he's leaving. So, yeah, if you re let's remove Almada from this list. It'll probably be even more pronounced. Poor Tiago. Yeah. No, not really. Still, I mean, it's the same. Yeah, it's still middle of August. Yeah, so like middle of August was the low point. I mean, Fiat-wise, yeah. it's almost the same. Like the low got here was at 304 Fair. and we're at 310 now. Yeah, so but I mean, like that that was probably the lowest-ish point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Pooj got hurt too. Pooj has missed a lot, uh, last like bit. That's a fairly recent dip though. It is, yeah. And then, yeah, Wagner. Wagner. He's actually he's, up. He's... He's up from way up from August. Yeah, he's just yeah, because well, August the day he after basically after the window closed, he went up. And he'll probably right. tank off because the windows will be open again. Right. Germ said so the mid-season low would have been the extended break for League's Cup elimination along with Europe starting back up. Yeah. It's just but but again, like you still had two plus months of games from this these leagues. So like I think and I think the same thing could be said for Europe. Like if you want to buy Europe, I think buying guys in like March is probably when you want to buy them because you get some usage out of them and then they'll probably go down a little bit or they'll probably be like pretty stable. Like they they just don't really go down, right? Like they just kind of are stable or go up a little bit. Whereas like we look at Europe, like go look at Europe, like go look at Kimmich. Kimmich's probably gone down quite a bit since the season started. Wagner's been linked to Brighton, apparently. Yeah, so Kimmich's gone down a bit. He's recovered from August. Yeah, he's recovered from August. So maybe there's just a dip in the platform a little bit in August. Yeah, so Germ, that, Germ saying that that was like a two to three week idle time, whereas the off season will be three months and change. Yeah, but so like that's a good time to buy, though, because like the idle time was incredibly short, and then you were getting them back. And then you would have a lengthy stretch of them playing. Like you would get got like ten to fifteen games out of those players, which is a pretty substantial amount. Like that's like a third of the season. Like you could have got a third of the season without having to worry about them uh, dropping off. Yep. And then in theory, they should go up from here till new season cards come out. Maybe dip a little. Maybe they'll dip a little bit. But like, I would say January, February, they're going to start going up until new season cards come out. They should. Whether they do or not, who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, they didn't last year, but that everything went down. So, yeah, I just everything. dropped the link to this watch list in the chat if anybody cares. Yeah. Um, and that's always going to be an issue too with watch lists or anything because, like, part of the watch list, you, you just can't factor in, like, you can't factor in Almada possibly leaving. 
Like you, that just isn't factored in in the watch list per se with the prices. Like you can't control dips based on people leaving. And because literally everyone could leave and the fact that Saudi Arabia just hovers over everybody's head makes things a lot more difficult. I don't know. I feel like this price graph is, where did, uh, did we just, oh, we just took Elmada off. Yeah. Like I yeah. feel like it's the transfer is built in. Yeah, the transfer is built in. It doesn't mean like that's like it's the difference between like Almada's tran transfer being built in and then like Almada, like because you see like July and June or July and August, he dipped when people were worried he was going to leave. The end of the transfer window, he started going back up and then he's tanked off again because people are worried he's going to leave again. Right. Yeah. But like, I think this is a, this is the transfer graph right here. Brad asked, is Amada good enough that him leaving might help him? Yeah, him leaving definitely could help him because he could go somewhere legit in Europe. Like yeah, some of the rumors with Amada were really favorable. He could go to plenty of terrible spots though. Yeah, yeah. There's his, his range is massive. His range it's is really literal massive. like Benfica or like death. So like you could get a God tier move or you could get like Celta Vigo. Yeah. And like that's obviously not good. David Weiss wants to know your top three U23 mids for this season. This season? Not going to be Almada. I don't even, I mean, Matt O'Reilly. Jude and everyone else, isn't it? You think Matt O'Reilly is better than Jude? Probably. I don't know. Let me go look. I haven't thought about this in a while, so let me go look. U23 mids for this season. I mean, Jude's more stable, so like I would, I would take Jude. But if I'm talking purely points the rest of the season, you can't really buy, you can't really buy an American option or an Asia option. Um, but if you knew that Almada and Pooj stayed, would you rather buy them well, than one of the other guys you're well, thinking Pooj, of? Pooj ages out, so he's a bit no. more tricky. Well, not until July. Yeah, but like that that matters because you only get them for a little bit. Um, I mean the answer is definitely Jude. Yeah. Jude's the most safest. Probably Jude. O'Reilly and Saka. Maybe Ugarte. Ugarte has been really good. He's just really consistent. The issue with him is he had he lacks spikes, which is an issue. He's so consistent, but yeah, he's so consistently good. But like, he you got to remove his games with uh, with so like if you get his his Oops. PSG starts like he's really good, but he does have difficulties hitting the upside. But he did hit it once without AA or without That's a decisive. Bad. But like, I I don't know if I would want him. Like the issue with Ugarte is like, are you plugging him in? You're like rare pro live every week, and you probably don't want to. I would say. I think he's the issue with Pachu is he's hurt, so it's a little bit tricky, and he hasn't been as good at Benfica as you would hope. So no, he hasn't. I don't think that I would say him. He was like the slam dunk pick. He was, and he's not been as good. He's been okay, but then he got injured, which is is a bit tricky. Um, so yeah, I would probably say Jude Saka and Matt O'Reilly. No Leone? Our friend Harry Trades is disappointed. Maybe. He's been incredible. Maybe. I mean, you could definitely say him for sure. The issue is a little bit less 
he's got some certainty issues, right? What do you mean? You you still are going to have some concerns about him just due to the lack of long term proof of of what he can do and the fact that he ages out like it is. But no, I mean no issues with Leone. He's been very good. Much O'Reilly, does O'Reilly have? yeah, something's bugged with O'Reilly once you put the the, the, the apostrophe. Yeah, but like look at O'Reilly. I mean O'Reilly's score has been really good. He also might play for Denmark this week. He might. He should actually. Could. Could is as far as I'm willing to go. Yeah. Uh, Saka. Not that we need to like already think of guys. No, I mean, that, that like that five is probably, or that five, four or five is probably the only possible names you could say. I will say having zero of them makes me feel great. Yeah. <laughs> right. I have a lot of forwards now, though, so I'm, I'm good on that. There's so many forwards. Is the like, I literally, I don't know who else you can even, like, there's no one else you can even say, really. Like, no one else is near what where those guys are doing for the most part. Verts, maybe? I don't know. With no, no sets, he's lost a lot of luster with Hoffman there. Yeah. Like, Musiala and eh, his playing time is questionable. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, it's really like that group, and that's pretty much it. O'Reilly had a super sell today for. So, like, if this is it, how is Ugarte not completely playable in rare plus? No, he is. O'Reilly has a super ending later today. He's up to one point eight. Makes me feel great about not getting a super when I tried for like one ETH before. Show me. Do you rather have Matt O'Reilly or Kevin De Bruyne? Super rare. Probably O'Reilly because I just have more holes there right now. But I I don't know. O'Reilly very likely just dies after this year. Sure. But I mean, De Bruyne is already dead. So like but he's, he he is more likely to be that way than like Bellingham's not going to. Saka's already there. Yeah, I mean, he's already at a level Jude, where Jude he's, is he's, is the transfer death you don't want. Yeah, Jude is just so far and above all these other names. Like, because like, go look at Saka and like look at he's his the score. best player on the platform right now. Jude, I'm not going to go that far, but Jude. I mean, go look at Jude. Go look at Jude scores quick, and go look at Saka scores quick. And we're just going to like look at the issue between them because I think they're probably one and two, one and three. So like, here's the issue with Saka, right? I'm not saying any that's bad because it's it's very good, but like you don't have those hundreds that Jude is ripping, especially like just sort that from Real Madrid for Jude. You're not getting that from anyone else. And then Larry, you are right. Like this is the best player on the platform. Right? Yeah, it's not even close. It is. I'm not convinced he can keep this level going. Forever, you mean he but, can't get hundreds forty percent of the time? Yeah, I don't think that's realistic. But so, like, it's really, but like, I mean, watch out on that ledge there, Sean. Woo. He's he's very freaking good. So I have yeah. I have no argument how good Jude is. But like, so you go back to Saka. Like, let's go back to Saka, and like, you look at this and you're like, this is pretty good. But it's also you look at so go look at that AA to twelve. Now go back and look at Jude's. 23 big difference well let, let hold on let me get let me like Sokka's is over like 50 games 
Yeah, but here, 14. In his stock has been in the same situation for a while. Sure. So it's like, I mean, Jude's great. Like, Jude's been absolutely fantastic. I feel horrendous that I don't have a Jude. Maybe I'll go buy one because I, I should have one realistically. I've, I would like to win one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really would like a Jude super rare, but I just don't really think that that's a realistic option yeah, that's at amazing. this time. But yeah, I mean, Jude's been great. Yeah. Uh, Surface just said, look at Jude's EPL only scores and they're, they're much better. The issue is with that. And, and that's, that's very, very realistic. Um, just, just search him for, for EPL competitions. Oh, no, pretty much the same. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, but so here's the issue, right? Tug, I will tell you this. I get at least one to two tweets a week from people that just say that I'm right and spend more money is the correct answer. Have you noticed that layer? Because you're tagging them a lot of the time. No. Yeah. We've got a liar on our hands, guys. Um, and it's a... I don't think anybody doubts you that well, spending more money is the right decision. It's yeah. that not everybody has more money. That's the problem. You can figure it out, Laird. Right, I think. Um, but yes, yeah, so Saka is a Saka is a good understanding player, of the argument. I, I just like Saka's not as exciting as what Jude is. It, it, what Jude is doing is more exciting than what Saka is doing. That said, we have a lot longer of a track record with Saka producing at that level than we do with Jude. But again, Jude's younger. Jude's at a better team, so it all do makes. You take O'Reilly over either of them. What? Would you take O'Reilly over either of them? Like Jude's pure rare point, is a full ETH more than O'Reilly. Pure points wise, I'd rather have O'Reilly. Then then not not Jude, then Saka. I'd rather have O'Reilly over Saka. For I, I actually think that's a bad choice, also. You get think, so much more utility out of Saka when he's well, bad. so that is that is part of the equation, which is valid. That is valid. You're not wrong. Because the so you might be right. Like I maybe would prefer Saka because a lot of the usage of players is midweeks. Like getting those midweeks is massive, and then getting international ability is helpful as well, especially in the situations where there's just not very many starting goalies, and you can get some cards realistically easily in those situations. I actually got to see if. Um, all right, Laird, do you think Portugal is going to run like normal players or is this game going to be a complete dumpster? I already, I already saw the lineup. My guess is it's going to be a dumpster fire. Is it going to be? Oh, is it no, you're, it's it's everyone. Everyone good. They didn't even rotate at all. It was great. Or they did rotate. Joe Felix is in. Perfect. You know what's you know what's fantastic about this, Laird? I wanted two guys to play in this game. Me too. To start, Joao Felix and Gonzalo Inacio. Oh, Inacio. They're both starting. For, I need perfect. I needed Joe Felix and uh, I have Ruben so Diaz. I have I have two messages. I have two messages on Discord right now. And Haber's Haber was sitting there the other day. He's like, I need them to start because I need Delot to have a good game. I'm like, I have no idea what they're going to do. And so I guarantee one of these two messages is from Haber's being happy that Delot's starting. Hmm. Message from Haber: Delot starting all capital letters. Yeah, of course. I actually you, that actually gives me some good lineups this week, and my lineups were horrendous without this. My U twenty three rare. Well, we, all, we played them because of the double. It's easy. Hold on, before this, I, the way I was going to go back to this O'Reilly Saka Bellingham, 
I feel like Bellingham and Saka are the two are two cards where you would be like the rest of your lineup is not good enough for these cards, but you would never say that about O'Reilly. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, Jude Jude's such an unreal card. So yeah, Laird, I got a I got a fire U twenty three rare lineup this week. Look at you playing the rare division. Well, I, I mean, I always play it. I sometimes win it, but I don't I don't take it seriously. But uh, I have I have. Mamar Dashvili, Chuameni, and Doku, who averaged like 78 points. And then I have Anasio and Joao Felix Jack. in it. So what, hopefully that can rip me off some, some monsters. What's your uh, Chuameni opinion? I think he's fine. I don't think he's good. He, well, the issue is, he, I mean, he ages out from a U23 perspective. And like, you just, the issue is he just like, I don't know. He's been really fine. Again, he's he's a guy that struggles with decisives. So, yeah, this is the Chuamani price graph. Um, yeah, he struggled. We talked about Chuamani on where was it? Looking up, and like his scores are about as as great as you can get. Yeah, without decisives. Yeah. Um, but it kind of goes back to the whole. If there are not that many good U23 players. You still can't put up like 55. Like 55, 60 is just not quite cutting it. Like yeah, that. I mean, he's got enough in the 70s that. I, I don't I don't know. I just don't think that, that quite cuts it. It's like an okay player. Like if you get 70, that's like, that's okay. But so here's the funny thing. But is it, what but, you're talking about. His. Three games. So he has six decisives in the last year, one of which he, he put with a negative decisive. So he realistically only has five. The five games he has a decisive, he has 88, 90, 99, 100, and 100. So like when you do get that decisive, it does peak you to like 100, which does sure. make him better. Yeah, I just, I I struggle to see why in in U23 now, it's not good enough. Like how many guys realistically are better than him? I don't know, five to ten. Ten? You I think there are five. ten? I said five to ten. Yeah, I think it's five. It might not even be five. I don't. You, you're talking about too many. Yeah. All right, let's sort it by L five. Give me an L forty sort here, Laird. Like I would think immediately it's Bellingham. I mean, we just named three of them, like Bellingham, Saka, and um, so Riley. Like, do you take Ugarte over Chuameni? Probably. I think he's a better version of Chuameni, but it's close. Like, those two are probably like the same player. Okay. Right? So you got Jude, Saka, O'Reilly, and Ugarte. O'Reilly, Ugarte, Leone. Like, are you taking Leone? I mean, Laird, you're the one that just sold Leone. Nachuamani's fine. Like you could play him there. Scott, that, that, that's sort of my point. Like it felt like you would be like, yeah, they're tons better. And it's like, is Enzo really better? Is no, I, I really better? That. You also got to count forwards and stuff too. Or are you only counting mids? I was just looking at mids. Yeah. Oh, mids. You're pretty. I probably looking at five. Like five mids. I mean, forward wise, realistically. It's Vinicius, Halland, and who else? You better say the next name you should be saying. It's not Doku. He's not starting enough anymore. 
Laird. Okay, we're gonna have we're gonna have an argument here. Okay, Doku, if he starts consistently, stop it. Stop no, here. If out. he starts, I'm out. No. Oh, we're I know when he's gonna start. Okay. Also, 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 Kavicha. Yes, for the three rares that exist, for sure. I mean, I have a. There's more than three rares. I'm sure I have a super rare already. I don't know. How We're talking the forward Kavicha, the midfield Kavicha. Yeah, we don't yeah, really yeah. Know yeah. about. Seven rares and two super rares. It's fine. Anyways, I'm going to go back to this. This We're going to have a fight. We're going to have a this fight. Is, so do, this comment from Brad is exactly the same for Doku. Take out Foden and put no. in Doku. Gold no. when you feel confident. No. In the start. Doku is way better than Foden. Doku is way better than Foden. When he starts. Yeah. So here's the issue, Laird. You're just hating on a card that some... Oh, no. David just brings up Santiago Jimenez as a U23. No. Let's go look at Santiago Jimenez. And, like... I can give you more than three for sure on Santiago Jimenez. For sure. Like, I just... I need the explanation. Sure. So... Doku is a perfect card of, uh, excuse me, Doku is a perfect example of a card that not everybody should have if they're playing uh, U23. I agree with that. I agree with that. Here's the thing with Doku. And I think you may agree with this part. If Doku starts consistently, which is not outside the realm of possibility, would you agree with that? <laughs> the realm? Sure. If it's well, more like, than I mean, 0%, like, then realistic? yes. Sure. Doku's been starting pretty consistently at City Laird, like a decent amount of games. Yeah, I mean, you're you're ignoring that, like they had three guys who were hurt that are now back. Doku's like, that's upside, why he was. This is Man City. Here he is. Okay. Yes, Doku's upside and long term potential with is massive. It's arguably the biggest on the platform because of the, because of his style. His style is like is like perfect so rare card style like that's what his style is yeah i, th I think you're fundamentally just making things up is the problem like there's too many ifs and there's too many ifs okay, that's fine I'm, I'm not gonna say like you should take doku's in that scenario but like doku is like one of the possible like a lot of people should i would also argue a lot of people should have doku that don't have doku if you have a bigger gallery, I think you should realize. Yes, of course. Sure. Fripp, okay, so Fripp actually brings up a good point. If Doku is on, um, he's like, if he's not on sets, he's not perfect. Doku's one of the very, very, very few cards that not being on sets, he could still be an elite level card. He's probably one of like three cards on the platform that you could say that about. Because of what he does, he just wins so many freaking duels. He can win like, of so many duels in a game. So Bran asked who is better than Jimenez. So I'm going to I'm going to say it like this and I we'll see what Laird says. Um, go, what what's Jimenez's price? Jimenez, this is this is what I'm going to say about Jimenez. Half an ETH, a little more or more. This is a card that would be in my gallery 0% of the time under any circumstances. It would be out of my gallery so fast. Would you rather if you if you had to choose one and you had to keep it, would you rather keep Jimenez or Boniface? 
Boniface. Ooh, that was quick too. Not a question. I wouldn't want, I wouldn't, he was another card that I would not yeah, have. Yeah, you don't want either of them. None. Like, here's the issue with Jimenez. He has, he is Gonzalo Ramos, except for worse. And Gonzalo Ramos, the card I never would have had in my gallery ever. Like, this is a guy with absolute, he is like a shit version of Holland that get, has no good, like, landing spots, like, realistically. He's just a card that I would not want in my gallery. Like, I could probably name 30 to 40 forwards I would rather have than this card. But, like, some of them might not start. I would just rather have them than have this card. Like, go to the U23 forwards, Laird. Like, I just, like, I would literally want, like, everyone on this list instead of him. Yeah, Mike Baston calls him Yoram Chuck Jr. It's it's a it's an honestly good explanation of what Jimenez is. Like if you if you get Jimenez as a super rare and can play him in a division two, it's all right because he can get you like your 70 points and that's fine in like a super rare division. But like you literally need the dude to put up 50 decisives a year, and that's just like not many people are gonna put up 50 decisives a year. That's asking a lot. You, he's he's not U23 Dion because Dion's better. Dion's I was going to say he's not that good. <laughs> he's not that good. He's like dumpster Dion. He's like dumpster U23 Dion. And like, it, like it, I, I don't know. I've seen people talk, people talk him and as up so much. I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. Cause like that's, but like people talk up Ramos so much and you're just like, I don't, that's not a card I want. Cause like, it just doesn't matter. You're just not going to, you're just not going to score that much. Right. You're just never going to score that much. And it doesn't matter. Like, even if he goes to like, the only time a player like that can have that type of upside is if he goes to Bayern or PSG and bags 40 a year. That's what you need. Yeah. And that's, and he's not going to do that. And like, even like, even now, like you put him in, he's at Feyenoord, which is literally as good of a spot as you could realistically have. And he just puts up like 65 to 75 and you're just like, cool, which is fine. It's not bad, but it's just not good. Um, Mike Aston says he thinks that Ueda is going to prove to be better than Jimenez uh, if he gets the chance. I'm not going to argue that because I don't think I'm, I don't like Jimenez regardless of all the other shit that we're just talking about right now. But yeah, Jimenez is a card I would, if I want a Boniface, I can't say that I would sell Boniface the second I want it. And you know why, Larry? Because I literally have a full stack except for a forward on that team. But I can't imagine I would keep a Boniface at that price. So if I want a Boniface, it would probably be listed within five seconds. That's one of the more wild prices. It was really funny when you messaged me recently and you were like, do you know how much he is? And I was like, yeah. yes, I do. And you were like, there's no way he's this expensive. Yeah. yeah like, And Jimenez is like, Jimenez is shit Boniface. In fairness, he's, he's much cheaper. Yeah, he is, but he's like shit Boniface. He's like poor man's Boniface. And I wouldn't want either of those guys. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like, I just, it's just not a card I would want. Like, I think, so I'm going to go back to Doku quick. If you have a reasonable sized guy, Surface, are you still here? If Surface, Surface should still, certainly have one. You if should have Surface three is still here, Surface, that should be like the number one card he should go buy right now is Doku. He doesn't have one? I, I don't know. Do, Surface, do you have a, a Doku I would assume- card? 
honestly, I would assume that he's had one for five years and he bought it for three dollars. It's hundred percent possible. I don't. I don't know if Surface has a Doku. If Surface, if you do not have a Doku, you that should be the next card you buy immediately. Like, there's no yeah Surface. You should yeah go. That should be a card in your gallery. Hundred percent. Like someone with a gallery like Surface should have Doku. I think like I told Zarky Pooh. Zarky Pooh was talking to me. Zarky, if you're here, I haven't seen you pop in the chat yet. But like if you don't have a Doku and you have like a 200 ETH gallery, you're doing something wrong. And, and like I get I get not having it because like I understand why people don't have it, but like this guy has the potential to be just like a top five card on the platform and he's like 20. Just because of the way that... he plays. I just struggle to see anyone on that team other than Erling Haaland in that in the attack that starts as consistently enough to I, I yeah, guess Alvarez now with De Bruyne hurt. You're talking about now. I'm talking like you have Doku. But, it, but it's it's actually not now though. It's like I don't even actually, entire career there makes you think like when do you see any winger on that in that club start consistently? I'm going to, so I'm going to say this. You have a pretty good idea when Doku is going to start. I've been able to play Doku pretty consistently to start this season and feel pretty good when he's going to start. And yeah, there's been injuries, but there's always injuries. Like they, they're not that deep. So, so that's the, the craziest thing is that the biggest beneficiary of Man City injuries this season is Jeremy Doku, who is the most no. injured player in the history of this platform. And yet we're like, as long as he stays fit and as long as either one of like Graylish and Foden are out, like we know he starts. Like there are 17 ifs that happen with Doku that I just, it's, I really struggle to see a situation where he starts 35 games in a season and he's the best player on the platform. It doesn't necessarily matter. If you have a big enough gallery, it doesn't matter. If you have a big enough gallery and he's, and you know when he's going to start, it's like an elite level card. Again, two ifs right there. It does. If you have a big enough gallery, yeah, yeah. if you know when he's going to start. But that's what we're yeah. talking about. We're talking about it from that big enough gallery. We're talking about it from Surface and Zarky Poos. Service said Rodrigo is the biggest beneficiaries of injuries. His usage rate has just skyrockets wow. and he's taking way more shots. Like he's always going to play though. Yeah. Like we know he's always going to play. Yeah. Brad also brings up a good point with Doku. Doku can play either side. He, he can play so can Foden and Graylish. I get it, Laird, but there's not that many options. Well, like, right now, you're right. You're right I, about that. If you if you have a big enough gallery, which like someone like Surface does, and Doku starts thirty percent of the time, and you know when those thirty are going to be, it's a great card to have. There, and it's a great are. card to have anyways because just having it long term is a good card. David said, "Doesn't seem Kavicha will be able to replicate last season. Doesn't matter. I guess he doesn't need to replicate last season if he's a forward card. His forward card's still really good because like you're not. You, you know what's going to happen? Kavicha's going to go to Man City." Kavich is probably going to go somewhere, and it's like Kavich is going to take an upgraded role somewhere, probably. And I just, I mean, him as a forward card is really freaking good. His forward card is really good. Like I, his forward card is just a really strong card. Well, it can be. It can be like, but that's the thing. Like, if you get like matchups that are favorable, like Kavich is just really like his forward card. I think was like four points better than his midfield card. His midfield card, like I just don't, yeah, two points. But like, it you're not like the AA has been there, right? He just has not really had as many decisive this season. Like, I don't think he's necessarily going to replicate what he did some of last season, but I don't think he's going to be as bad as like getting zero decisive for like a ten game stretch. So, 
I think the the interesting thing about Kavicha is that because he's a forward card now, like we're comparing him to Vinicius, Halland. Um, it's funny. I just saw Jonathan David, like Cherky, Doku, Rodrigo. Like these are the guys that you're comparing him to. But we just had a whole conversation how there are not that many good midfielders. Yeah, there's not that many good forwards either. There's not that many good views. But his forward card's way worse. Like, I, I don't really have much interest in Kavicha midfield card. Like, I've won two yeah, Kavicha midfield, midfield cards, and I've sold both of them. And I bought the, a super rare forward, like, immediately. If you what? I said I, I won two midfield Kavichas oh, yeah. and sold them immediately, both times I won them. And then I went and, like, really prioritized getting a super rare forward. Just because like, I'm not, that's not an appealing midfield graph, but it's more appealing as a forward graph. You know who has a better midfield graph is Chuameni. Yeah, not arguing. Chuameni is fine. I, go back. Someone asked uh, what U23 forwards you would want this year. And, and they asked, is Vinicius Jr. good enough? Yeah, probably. I mean, he's had injury issues, which make him look worse than he probably is. But like, they're not as good. The, the issue is, is like he lost Benzema, which hurt. Like I think losing Benzema hurts him because Benzema is such a good finisher. But like Jude's probably fine. Holland's good. Like he's good enough that you just play him and hope he rips off like a brace in games where you put him in priority lineups. Like there's other options um, as well. You know, it's been like, I mean, if you get Laird's in the Norway Doku, but like forward's just not very good. Right. Like sort, sort sort L fifteen quick. Yeah. Sort, sort L15. by what? Sort L fifteen. Because it gives you a good idea at the beginning of the season because the season's been about like a, a few games already. So like mm-hmm. like Alvarez, Alvarez's been pretty solid this year and he's pretty locked in right now. I think he's a decent option. Um there's there, there's some I think you can make the there. argument that your expectations for Alvarez should have been higher. Like he's he hasn't been as good, even though he has all these set pieces. Yeah, it's kind of weird. He hasn't been as good. His, well, his AA hasn't been as good, but like, right. I, I, it's been a weird spot with him. Because I told him Keith was looking for a uh, forward the one weekend. Told him to go buy Doku, and he bought Alvarez instead. Uh, Service said Rodriguez from last year, uh, and he wants to know if you are actually watching the games, Laird. I can guarantee you, Laird. <laughs> I think we all know that I'm not. Guarantee you, Laird's not watching the games. Uh, I do think that his shot and his I, – I think his biggest impact is, like you said, it's with De Bruyne out. If De Bruyne is out, it takes away some creativity and leads to more shot volume from him probably. I've watched the City games. I saw him get a dumbass red card that got Doku pulled early because of it. That was annoying. Yeah, I mean, the thing is he was already like a really elite – like when they came, when they launched the Premier League, everyone was like, "Oh, we should, we need to get yeah. Rodrigo cards." Yeah, like there was never. Uh, Surface is saying Rodri's price has more than doubled since August. Doku's price has moved less. I mean, I didn't say you shouldn't have a Rodrigo either. I'm saying you should have a Doku in your gallery. Surface, I didn't say you shouldn't have Rodrigo. Yeah, I'm not sure where. Yeah, I don't know what the correlation of that is. Like Rodrigo's a. He wasn't uh bang, yeah, but that's like he's not gonna bang hundreds if he doesn't 90s plus if he doesn't get decisive. Like it's just 90, Rodrigo, Rodrigo likes too many, except for he has a much better floor, I think. Maybe I could be wrong on that. Like maybe it's pretty similar. 
Surface saying he'd rather have a second Rodri. Again, I'm not saying don't have two Rodri's and no Doku's. I'm saying just get all of them. Like, yeah. I'm sure there's can't, other... Can't play Rodri in a forward spot, in a U23 yeah. forward spot. That was the conversation. U23 I'm saying you forward. should have a Rodri because Rodri has the potential to be the best card in the platform. And he's 20. And he's not priced incredibly high. Doku, you mean? Doku. Doku, Doku. Yeah, I'm saying like you should have Doku. Like, you should have a Doku who has the potential to be like a top five platform card and he's 20 years old and he's not priced like that. And he's already moved to the number one team in the world. Like if he moves down, he just will like, well, if he moves down, it's likely because he got injured and can't play. So he has to go back somewhere else because of that. But like, if he like left eventually and went to like Real Madrid, it's not like, you're like, Oh my God, this dude went to Real Madrid. What a loser. So like realistically, Doku has a chance to be like a high, high level card long term and he's not priced like that like doku's price should probably be higher on on pure potential in my opinion i mean are there that many there yeah i mean i guess i would rather three dokus than a boniface yeah right like i'd rather <laughs> i'd rather yeah yeah no <laughs> Has Doku overtaken Gil as your hall pass? No, Gil's still the GOAT, but Doku is, is really good. Doku's a really good card for a lot of people's galleries. Mike Bass had Doku to do his ACL. It's not him. as many galleries as you. No, like. it's not, but it's like Surface is one of the galleries. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like, Surface should absolutely have a Doku in his gallery. But perfect. There we go. See, look at that. Sam is learning the spend more money tactic. He went out and spent more money right now. I guarantee you, I feel confident at some point in the next year, Sam's going to play Doku and he's going to rip 100 in like a spot he knew he was going to start. And Surface, he's going to DM me and be like, I'm glad I bought Doku. And I'm like, it's just, it's just like, like, what's the worst that happens to Doku? Like, if he doesn't play and he just is rotational piece for the next year and the platform as a whole, like, pretend the platform is stable. Because that's the biggest differential. But like, if Doku's just a rotational loser for the next year, his price is going to be the same. He's not really going to go down if the platform is stable. If the platform's not stable, he's going to go down because that's just how it goes. Or if it's stable, if it's unstable, the otherwise, then he'll go up. But like Doku, like if Laird's just a Laird, if he's just a rotational piece the rest of the year, do you think he's really going to go below 0.34? Yes, I do. You, you think so? Why do you believe that? Because, well, we're, we're skipping the one very important piece that he has not had new season cards yet. Like he doesn't have any Man City cards. Okay. So when there is more supply, I think his price, and he, and he is a rotation piece, then yes, I think his price will go down. I disagree. I don't think he goes down that much. That's different. Like yeah, just he just his upside is just so huge. Like we've seen enough with his upside now to know that like his upside is just tremendous. Like his upside is his his AA is just so huge for someone. Like he could be someone that maybe long term could get sets too. Like he's not big, he's not a tall dude. So like it's not unrealistic that like maybe three four years down the road he could take sets and he takes sets. Like dude's just unbelievable. Uh, so David wants to finish the U23 debate. He asked the top three U23 defenders. So we need we need to go do that, Laird, and then we can wrap it up. We went really long today. 
Yeah. So top three U23 defenders. Um, yeah, it's not pretty. Oh, actually, the answer is Sugawara. Sugawara's one, but he aged out. But he's one. Two? I don't know. I don't know. De Kuyper? I... He's the only like, one that I would consider. The, the, the goal or the the center or the the fullbacks with sets is just a pretty important um like piece, I I feel. Pascal's Pascal has also bought a Doku, so I'm just pumping Doku's bags today. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I that it definitely Sugawara. Sugawara would be the yeah, this guy seems fine. Does he have sets? Does Fiper have sets? I don't I don't know anything about this dude. Um, probably There's, you don't get no, there without none that. zero scroll up he has one on something else what's that is that freak toe oh yeah all right well i mean no fullbacks fullbacks uh your Trita is also pretty good but he like rotates sometimes plays fullback and isn't as good but sugawara with sets is just like very good card the issue is like yeah you're gonna have some shit matchups that just aren't good like no nobody's nobody's good that you need to have yeah, one. like I think Sugawara, like, I'll give you an example though. Sugawara had a super selfer on ETH last week, and I was like, damn, that's a that's a criminal price. Because he's just like, I mean, he's just a really damn good card. 1.1. He's gonna get 100 this weekend. Who do they play? NEC or Heronveen? Yeah, Heronveen. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a great spot. Yeah, Heronveen, um, NEC in the next two in, in league, and then away to Excelsior. Yeah, which Excelsior is fine too. Away is fine. Oh, again, in the yeah. Villa games, like you just don't care. Like he's going to suck. But I mean, you don't play him because of those games. You play him for the home game against here. Yeah. That's going to be a Doku DNP anyway. So your lineup's dead anyway. Um, uh, yeah. That's actually pretty. The 30. Uh, so I haven't looked at 30. I did see he got defender cards, but I haven't looked at what his production would be. I'd assume he's, he would be a pretty good card. Yeah, it's a decent card. Much so better. Was it 58 point. Well, let me just do L40. 59.8 to 61 point. Oh, man, that's good. A couple points better. Yeah. So that's a good card for sure. 63 and just for uh, Fenner. Yeah. Yeah. And like also, you're probably like that. Yeah. He ages out this year. Yeah. Or, you know, next year. Yes. Yeah, do worry about you. But like, to, yeah. to, they're definitely high in cards. Yep. Maybe yeah, I don't think right. anybody's a must have. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I agree. Davies has been, his AA okay. has been much better lately. It has. Well, I think Kane should help him. Yeah. Because Kane is better than what they were running previously. Yeah. I think Davies might be a little underpriced. Yeah, that's fair. You see, I bought a Kim and Jay Super this weekend. Who Last did? week. I did. Oh. So now I have like the Bayern. Rare pro stack minus the goalie, but I don't really care as much about the goalie, and I can always just go buy one when I'm ready for it. I miss Chicago Fire, Sean. Sometimes I just, just buy Bayern stacks. Give me, give me Madron back. Just give me Madron back. Well, Somebody I'm happy I was, able to help was it Fripp who, who shared it that Madron's team? So Madron doesn't play for one of like the state-owned teams in Saudi Arabia, but they're like overperforming, and it's all because of him. Yeah, he's the best player in the league, probably. Sick. Super awesome. Super duper awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And All right. 
Yeah, and he rips. Yeah, yeah he plays on Al Talwoon. I know that. But they were so shit last year. They were terrible last year. They oh, were they? They, like were lower end on the table, I believe, and he did not do well. Well, he's killing it this year. So, well, I mean, he it wasn't he didn't do well. It was just the team sucked last year. Uh, Sora Malta just wanted to throw out Paul Jolly as a great upside. I don't. Th- I think he's gonna. He said, but suffered from rotation. He's gonna continue to rotate because they got Colin Dagba from PSG. I don't know if Jolly even starts all the time anymore. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Thank you everybody for joining. That went a lot further than I thought we were going to, but appreciate that U twenty three. I'm gonna have to change the title of the show now since it was mostly U twenty three, but. Thank you, everybody, for joining. If you please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Shout out to Quinny. And uh, I guess we should probably do more of the U23 stuff because obviously people were talking about it. And I don't think this Doko thing is, is ever going to end. So uh, maybe we'll return to that next week. I but, used to anyway. be a hater, not as much as you, but I was a, a partial hater on Doku as well. But that's because he never really showed the ability to put the games together that he has in the last year. Like four games together because he was no, he did a lot at Ren last year that was like a lot more interesting. Hmm. All right, but anyway, thank you everyone for joining, and uh, we'll see you next week.